Hey, I'm Shara Kimiko. Do you want to know what's going on in Tulsa? What's the hottest restaurant or some great tips on being a Tulsan? Then you're at the right spot. Welcome to the Tulsa Scene Podcast, where every week we bring you what's happening in Tulsa. So whether you're a local or you're visiting our great city, stay tuned for the best advice on how to live on Tulsa time. I'm Shara Kimiko. I'll see you around with Tulsa Scene Podcast. lifestyle scene. Hello and welcome to the Tulsa Scene Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Sanford. And I'm Stephanie Coughlin. And today we have Megan Quickle with Broken Arrow Neighbors and we are hanging out at Main Street Tavern in Broken Arrow. Love it. Megan, I just got the opportunity to meet you just a couple weeks ago and I was so just taken back by your charisma I was excited about whatever you're doing. So tell us what's going on with the Broken Broken Air Neighbors for 2021. Sounds perfect. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I am the new executive director um, as of 10 months ago at Broken Air Neighbors, and we have just seen such an explosion of excitement at Broken Air Neighbors. Um, but obviously, we've also been living through a pandemic. So that kind of puts a whole new, new perspective on um, feeding the hungry. But Broken Air Neighbors, um, before the pandemic hit, was the vibrant, comprehensive community resource center um, in the heart of the Rose District here in Broken Arrow. And we um, have a client choice food pantry. We help with... Um, financial um, needs. So we're talking rent, we're talking PSO bills, we're talking water bills. Um, And also we had um, our clinics and those were the heart of who we were in a sense that we had a medical, a dental, vision and legal clinics. But because of COVID, those have had to shut down just for a bit because we want to make sure everybody's safe. But the, the heart and soul is our food and our financial help um, for those, those clients that are in need. So when do you see things going back to normal? I mean, is that even on the horizon and at this that's point? That's so funny because we've gone through so many transitions yeah. in the past 10 months. We've gone, um, really exciting thing in June, we started appointments. And so that was a new thing that we wanted to be really um, intent on not only serving our clients with compassion, but also with dignity. And so instead of standing in a line for food, which, you know, so many people are doing and you see so many things happening because of the pandemic, because of that, you sign up online for an appointment time. You come in, you shop for your food. It's like shopping a little baby Aldi's, I like to always say. And it's it's such a dignified way to help those that are in need right now. Um, but you said what was happening in 2021. Yeah. So let's script a little bit more. So we've now gone to curbside pickup. Hey, <laughs> because that is very progressive. I know, we're trying. Yes. We're like, oh my goodness. Um, but it's just that thing. While we're also trying to keep our volunteers and our staff safe, we're trying to keep our clients safe, and it's that kind of next step. So we don't know really know what when we're going to revert back to what we call next normal. Gotcha. If I say new normal one more time, I'm gonna like, I like, it. I like <laughs> it. but it's next normal. So yeah. So if someone is needing help, yes. they go online, they schedule for curbside pickup. Yep. Is there a chance for them to also express what their needs are? Absolutely. So we have a a food sheet. So you get to pick exactly what you want. So it's still 
client choice. It's not you just get a box. And yes, it's in a box, but you still get to pick what's in that box for you. You get to, um, we have all, and the very most amazing part that I love about Broken Air Neighbors, we are a Feeding America partner. And so we get fresh produce in every single day. We have organic produce. We have organic salads from Sprouts. We have um, different, you know, um, grain-free things and almond-free things from Aikens. And so, I mean, we have the best of the best, and I could not be more thrilled that we, you know, we, again, we serve our clients with dignity and compassion. I love that expression, <laughs> the best of the best. <laughs> it's the best it's, of the best. It definitely yeah. is. I mean, that is so much, that is so much more personalized mm -hmm. than I would have expected. Yeah. So what an amazing job that y'all are doing. absolutely incredible. Um, and the, the biggest thing, and I, I just got the numbers for 2020, which is really exciting, but we gave and helped people with over $78,000 this year, this past year wow. with rental and utility assistance, $78,000 just in broken. Can they apply for that through online? They do. So okay. everything is done online right now just to um, of course. keep things safe. Um, we really like that personal touch, but you can go online. You can, um, like you said, get an appointment to pick up food or you can get an appointment for a financial consultation as well. So it's, it's just, you know, what, what are your needs? And it is limited to um, rent or utilities uh -huh. in the city of Broken Arrow. And then we go from there and see, you know, if you qualify and what kind of help we can provide yes. for you. Amazing. So it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. And there are a lot of communities around Broken Arrow as well. Are there any plans with expanding to other cities? So we expanded to Coweta um, at the beginning of December. So we are kind of branching out a little bit, but we still um, are Tulsa County and a little bit into Wagner County with Coweta as well. So oh, that's yeah, exciting. we're really excited. So yeah. oh, that's very exciting. So are there any food drives or how can we get involved? We are helping. Always, always always accepting food. That is, you know, if you want to drop off food, if you want to drop off canned goods, and um, what's funny, our greatest need is always peanut butter and jelly. That is really? that is always what we go through the, the most. Um, but we accept anything and everything. We had the most beautiful Thanksgiving food drive this year and provided um, food for over 200 families at Thanksgiving. And it was just one of those moments that you just, it takes your breath away because, yeah. you know, Providing a Thanksgiving meal is like nothing else. And um, as well, we had a um, toy drive at Christmas. And so that's, you know, something we do every year. And again, it looked a little different this year. We had a drive through toy drive. Um, but it was so amazing because there was cars lined up around the block. Yeah. Families were coming through. We had Christmas trees to give away because we partner with the Museum Broken Arrow on those. Um, big Spirits Little Trees. And we had toys donated. We had bikes donated from the local Walmarts. And it was just like this wow. assembly line of cars and families choosing what, what they wanted. What they still wanted. It was still client choice. It was still exactly what their families wanted. So even though it looked a little different this year, it was still. It didn't look any different when those babies opened up those gifts right? Christmas morning. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Right. What a blessing. It was amazing. What are you most excited about going into 2021? Oh my goodness. Um, so many things because 2020 looks so different. It looks and <laughs> I feel like we lost it. We, you know, and I, I mean, like was, all of the exciting, it, I mean, it did. it did. And yet I'm so excited to start off a new year. And yeah. even though we're, we're still like changing as of yesterday yeah. with curbside pickup and you know, things like that, 
there's just so much to look forward to this year. And there's so much we can expand. And that's just really where my heart is, is to how, what's the next step for Broken Air Neighbors yeah. to help people. And that's, that's my heart. That's my team's heart. We are here to help. I love it. I'm very excited. <laughs> so tell us if we're wanting to volunteer, we're wanting to get involved, we need to go go online. Yep. Our website, baneighbors.org. Okay. Um, that's our main website, but we also have our Facebook page okay. and our Instagram is Broken Air Neighbors. BA Neighbors is our Instagram. Um, all we, We're very active on social media, so you can find all the things we're doing, all the little tidbits of you know who's coming by today or who's dropped by. Um, right now, because of what, kind of what we're living in, we're living in a, a very small bubble of volunteers, um, but I know that's going to that's gonna change. change, but we always need amazing, hardworking volunteers. <laughs> so, well, it was so incredible to speak to you today. Thank I know you. I'm excited and can't wait to get involved with this amazing organization. I had no idea what all that y'all were doing. Thank this you. is pretty special. It's amazing. We, we, we serve from our heart. I have the most incredible team that just goes above and beyond. And I cannot wait to get back to the next normal in our, in our world. <laughs> Me too. Cheers to that. Yes, Cheers absolutely. to that. Well, I am Jennifer Sanford with Beyond Blinds. I'm your custom window covering expert. And you can find me at www.beyondblinds.com where you can go online and schedule your online consultation. And I am Stephanie Kockelman with Let's Go Urban, where it is our mission to bring people together for fun with our app-based self-guided scavenger hunts. You can go to www.letsgoandhunt.com and find out more. Perfect. Okay, hey, do y'all want to skip together? Just for a second. I'm not going to yes. take a picture, but I can take a And you can find out more information about the Tulsa Scene podcast by visiting our website, www.thetulsascene.com, where you can find links to our YouTube channel, Facebook, Insta, and Twitter. The Trending Scene. Hello and welcome back to the Tulsa Scene podcast. We are here to talk about all things trending in Tulsa. I'm Jenny Wallach with the Wallach Group, Keller Williams Realty. And I'm Neil Dieterly with Indie Interiors Tulsa. Today we are talking about something that is probably on everybody's mind. It's on mine because it's January. What do we talk about in January? Resolutions, right? goals. And I think that probably everybody, the first thing after rolling out of a season where we've all eaten a lot of cheese and fun stuff and had some libations that we are thinking about fitness and improving ourselves. Are you, I, I know I wake up on my first, just like everybody else. I think that's, isn't that just human nature, right? Like we all set foot um, starting a new year with new fitness goals. I know I did. I created all kinds of stuff, right? Do you, yep. There's always a long list. And my, I've been pretty good the last few years about the list just kind of stays the list. I've become a keeper with stuff is concerned. We, always new goals for sure. You know what I've learned, Neil, is that uh, new, new Year's resolutions typically fade away for most people. You can always tell like if you're at the gym or a class of some kind, they're always packed at the first of the year and then sure. they start 
fading out and you know that by mid-February for sure it's going to be back to normal. Um, I've just discovered it's not necessarily a a resolution to change. You you can't just like implement something brand new that's going to change or be so different and dramatic. It just has to be a new habit that you put in your day, your life. That is a very good point. And habit, I think, not as hard as your resolution. It kind of eases, eases you into things, form a new habit. So what I I formed some goals this year. Um, just I'm a mentioned on our intro podcast. So I'm a runner. That's my primary fitness. I've got a mileage goal that I want to hit. So last year I ran a little over a thousand miles. So a thousand was my goal. I got over that. So this year I thought, okay, 1,250, because I like a nice round number. So that's what I'm headed for. And I hope. Um, we had, I liked to do organize races. And of course, all of that was old last year. I had a marathon on the books that did not get to happen. So maybe got my fingers crossed this year. I can get back on a starting line. I like the sparkly metal at the end. So that means a lot to me. So that's, that's kind of where my goals are. And really just to, just to do a little better and on a daily basis with yeah. food and strength training and stuff. What, what, what about you? You've tried some new things already. Yeah. So I just discovered, you know, I did the people I'm telling you, I I did the marathon and then last year I did a half marathon and I've discovered I don't really love the running so much. So I'm like, how can I still move and still, still feel good about myself? What could I set? And so I've discovered I have to have measurable. So Neil, my goals honestly are um, to drink 64 ounces of water a day. That is a lot of water. You're a very small person. What are you 64 ounces? Well, I also realized the the, uh, downside of drinking a lot of water. that uh, those who are listening can use their imagination on that. Putting away. The other thing that I implemented this year was just um, moving because I knew you had a goal of running a thousand miles and I just crunched it out. I'm like, what if I just did a 5k a day? Yeah. Necessarily running, but even just getting in enough steps that equal five, a 5k a day. So 3.1 miles a day. So I'm able to track that through my watch and through my, you know, apps and stuff. And so that was what my goal is move 5k a day. That's, that's, a very, goal. that's very measurable. And you can tell if you're winning or losing along the way. That's what I need to be able to measure, right? Yes. And then the other thing I did put on there was uh, no flour or sugar, except, oh. except for one day a week. That. Yeah. That will make a difference in your belly line. How, how big? I, I agree with that totally. So how how big cheat day do you really fit for the fence? Or You know what's so funny? Cheat days are so dumb because when you've been eating really clean and healthy and not having all the processed crap in your life, you don't really want to cheat because it hurts too yeah. bad. Like it doesn't, it's not even fun. So like I'll have a couple slices of pizza that I think I'm just going to mm, devour. And then I'm like, eh, that was just all right. Yeah, you know, it's good. A nice way to learn about yourself. Well, also, I've noticed that um, along with a new year, I felt and I did implement some yoga. I uh, signed up for a membership uh, at Salt Yoga. And so I set the other goal that I set was that I was going to have five workouts a week. And it could be a combo of yoga, or bar class or a run or even just a long walk. So those are the other things. So I can measure every week if I got in a workout or not. I that is a very great mix and I'm I'm in of your plan. I just I'm hoping maybe to do some squats in addition to to doing my mileage. So I'm gonna use you as my 
my example and see if I can get there. Nail down systems. I like great. setting goals. So tell me, we're we're going to talk to an instructor from Salt Yoga today, and I I did that a couple of years ago, and it that was a game to me in a whole different um, ball game as far as this challenge um, in a in a mindset. Just lots of different things that went into it, and it was such a great experience. And I think it's it's a neat thing to talk about now too, because in these days of COVID and lockdowns and quarantines, we're people are looking for different things to do. So I'm, I've been really fortunate and was fortunate all throughout 2020 that my primary activity happens outside. So my, my thing was affected, but really I got to do more of what I loved because I could do it by myself just with my run running partner and be outside and hitting the streets. But lots of other people's lives, they really turned upside down with the inability to go to the gym or um, to be in classes with other people. So We'll talk about some cool things with Salt. They've they've been able to pivot and things online, right? Have you done that? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to add, Neil, is like earlier this year with, or in 2020, with all the, the weird, oh, whatever, it's January, I'm walking. Yeah, it just still seems like the same. It's the well, same thing, right? <laughs> I knew that I wanted to still move and stay fit. And in the colder months, I'm a wimp, so I didn't want to get outside and walk or run. And so I just found online, uh, yoga with Adrian. It's a on YouTube and I could watch it on my TV. Uh, and I was able to start learning yoga moves and stretching and feeling really good. So that actually that prepped me for being and feeling comfortable to go to a in-person studio. Cause that was always my thing is I would too embarrassed because I didn't know how to do the move. It's yeah, you, you can hide in the back for a while, but then you're really just worried about tipping over in front of everyone, right? Making it yourself. So that's good that you did your homework up front. Yeah. Very prepared. So that's kind of what I did um, over the last year. And, and I've, you know, been to in-person classes. They are as safe as they possibly can be with, you know, being spread out and masks in and all that. Um, you know, I'm just looking for 2021 to have a bright ending to it where we can kind of get back to new world with new normals going on. Um, as far as fitness and personal development and, and growth, um, you know, we got to do what we can safely right now to be set up. Well, and I think there are lots of neat options in Tulsa right now. People are really, they seem to be to me thinking out of the box. How can we help people? What can we offer? And I think people are doing that for themselves, just trying to try new things on their own. So it'll be a year of experimentation. So. You know, something else I learned, Neil, is that I've got to have accountability when it comes to exercise. So what are some ways that you hold yourself accountable? You know, I, it helps to be a really competitive person. You just said you were mentioned winning or losing the day. And I, you and I have known each other for a long time and we're both kind of in that same mindset. So that's helpful. But I just, I like to keep a log and I, I track my miles in Strava, um, which is an app based up to my Garmin. Um, and then I write it on the calendar too. So I'm writing it down. Last year, I went to this crazy thing, which was a coloring, which sounds totally ridiculous, but it was a visual reminder. So I put it on my bulletin board and it's it's just a cute picture of these women running and it had lots of little fill-in dots. So for every mile I ran, I just colored in space and I can see that filling up through the year. And it did, that gets pretty motivational to think, I'm just going to complete this picture and it's completing the picture in your life and on your bulletin board. So I love a visual cue. And to get out and do it. But I really, at this point, I've been doing it long enough that if I don't get out, what motivates me is my head. I just, I need it. I need to be outside. That's really helpful to me. And I, if I don't do it, I just don't write about the day. 
Um, but I definitely remember being in a space where I could not get motivated to do anything, anytime. And what, what helped me then was a kick in the pants from somebody else. So you were actually that person for me at one point. You, there was a time, I think you hired maybe a personal trainer who was kind of tough, um, who taught us how to taught us how to box and we what a, she made us do all kinds of terrible things but she was wonderful and that was nice to have a group so my advice to people is is for sure to get a partner um at least and even if you can't see a partner in person right now just having somebody to text to say hey did you did you go out and run those miles today or hey did you sign up for that yoga class online or knowing that somebody else is on the is also logged into the the spin class um online I think is really helpful somebody is watching you basically I've got to have the pressure and uh of I've got to have a knowledge that somebody's watching me or I might let somebody down that's how I get motivated. another way that I track uh my and hold myself accountable is through apps there's an app that's called my fitness pal it's free or I know you could upgrade of course but it's going to track your your steps, your exercise, I can put in my water, what food I eat, my weight. And just seeing that and doing that daily just makes a huge difference on what you put in your mouth or how much you move in a day. So whatever you need for your accountability, whether it's full technology or a person, I think that's key. Just the thought of writing down the food that I put in my mouth in a day is very frightening to me. So I think that would hold me very accountable. There you go. Do you write down one piece of pizza or you write down the whole pizza? That's that would keep keep me good. Well, is it you ready to go chat with Carrie with Salt Yoga? Oh, yeah, let's hear what they have going on. All right, cool. Welcome to our guest, Carrie Edwards with Salt Yoga. Thanks so much for chatting with us about all things fitness, new year, and we're just so excited to learn a little bit about you and what you do over at Salt Yoga. What's up? Well, thank you for asking me, and thank you for letting me be your first guest. You're so welcome. Thanks for saying yes. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, well, Salt, I'll talk about the studio first. Salt Yoga is, it will be eight years old in February. It was founded by the current owner, Teresa Gowie, and Michelle Vale, who is not, she's moved on to California. Um, and it neither one of them are yoga instructors. They just loved yoga and their husbands were in business together and they wanted something else to do. And so they loved yoga. They created a yoga studio. I was hired on as one of the first instructors and, um, just got very involved and very quickly. And it grew in Tulsa very quickly and it all really took off. And, um, shortly after that I became lead instructor and then we opened another studio in South Tulsa and I was the manager shortly after that opened. And then it just grew to becoming the manager, um, of both studios. We've had a couple of other managers that manage that studio as well, but now it's just myself and the owner, Teresa Gowie. And I've taught there, I've been there eight years and I've taught about seven and a half thousand classes there. So I love it. <laughs> Obviously. So first off, we just got to know, this is a, a, a start of a new year and everyone usually has fitness goals and ways to, to make themselves feel better in the year. So how did you cho- choose yoga from the start and then the hot yoga as well? Uh, I chose yoga from the start because I just moved back home to Tulsa from Los Angeles. And I was sort of having a little internal struggle about moving back home and leaving the, 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 you know, colorful life of Los Angeles and coming back to good old Oklahoma. And I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to get into something weird too, because I got to keep my weird Los Angeles. 
Um, and so I wanted to try something different. So I tried yoga and I do have a dance background and it was rather fluid with dance the way I was interpreting yoga. And um, I went to a couple of classes and I, I liked it a lot, but I knew immediately that it could be so much more. And I wanted, and I do like a very challenging physical workout. Um, and of course, yoga is so much more than a workout. So it just really incorporated the physical, uh, the music, the movement, the choreography almost. And it made my heart really happy and it made my head feel good and my body feel good. And it was totally natural for me. It just really was. Um, and then the hot it's, it's just so much more intense and there's nothing like the sweat. You know, you've been to my class, Jenny. Yeah. So the sweat takes it to the next level. It feels so productive. So yeah. I really like that. Yeah, that really. was, oh, sorry. Um, I had a, I did a stent at salt with you, Carrie, a couple of years ago and you Good. know, because I was hiding in the back always. That, I was yeah. fall. Your class is so tough. But it's okay to hide. <laughs> it was surprising to me um, as a, a beginner and somebody who kind of came from cardio and strength training background to come into yoga and feel like I got such a challenging mm -hmm. workout it's unbelievable exercise and all that yeah what talk about that you just said it's music and movement and too um what are what are some of the other differences what what do you get out of hot yoga um well first I also want to say that um yoga is very much a mind body spirit practice that um at salt we have made it very clear that we want it to be a challenging physical practice too now there are so many different types of yoga that are purely meditation are more breath work because yoga is more a state of mind and a way of life than it is just the the asanas as we say the movements so um but uh, the, I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> I have brain fog. <laughs> what, uh, what are some of the specific benefits you get out of it? It's, I mean, I think yeah. I felt like it changed my, my body and my life for, yeah. for a while. So what, what are some of the well, the hot, hot yoga, it's the sweat, I believe. And it just melts your muscles. You can go so much deeper into the poses. You're, you can become so much more flexible so quickly and okay. your fitness level just increases, you know, immensely. You know, the more often you come, we've seen people, you know, transform, yes, their bodies and, you know, lose weight and get fit. But I think it just detoxifies your mind as well. You know, you go in there and you just purge, you purge your sweat, your toxins, your thoughts, your furry, your furries, your worries, your fears. I think it makes, I do. I think it makes it all a bigger purge. You know, Neil has a question about, about uh, sweat. Neil, did you have okay. anything about that a question? What about well, that was part of my learning process with hot yoga. I I thought that I did things to sweat before, and then the first time I was in that room, this is this is incredible, and I had no idea if my body could do so much water. But also that the longer you do it, you really get to know the, the things you put into your body, out of your body through your pores. Do you, Jenny? I asked her. I said, Do you know now what you that makes the difference? Like if you eat Brussels sprouts for dinner the night before, does that make a difference in yoga for you? And she said it did. So I. I don't know. Do you get that from other people? Do you? Yes, very <laughs> much. just us. Maybe it's just us. Well, and that's that's part of um, definitely with hot yoga and practicing at that intensity anyway, you do become more aware of your body. And that is where, you know, when you, you know, a lot of people who practice a lot of yoga do develop that sort of 
uh, body type and mindset and the way they are because you become more aware of how you treat yourself in general. When you get on your mat and you get quiet and you're still and you're twisting, yeah, you think, what did I put in my body? I'm twisting my body and it makes you more aware of it and it makes you care more about it. Um, and that stillness and quiet on your mat, when you take time to be alone with yourself and feel what the inside of your body is looking like on a digestive level, but also your thoughts, you know, what you put in your body is not just food. It's your environment. It's what you drink, what you say, who you spend your time with. It's what you're putting in your mind as well and what you're allowing in your heart. So hopefully when you spend that alone time with yourself on your mat, you treat yourself better and you care for yourself on a deeper level, not just dietary. So it's, it's, it's whole body wellness, mind, body, and spirit wellness when you spend that time on your And we, and we all need that. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie, so being a new to yoga person, I got to learn real quick a few things, pieces of equipment and maybe gear or clothing that I needed. What would you recommend for someone getting started that they need to invest in? It doesn't take a lot, but what do they yeah. need to have even if they're coming to the studio or they're just trying yoga online at home? Yeah. Uh, comfortable clothes, clothes you feel comfortable practicing in. I mean, if you're going to go into a studio, um, and the reason, you know, yoga pants do actually serve a purpose. It's not just to go look <laughs> fat, have your tushy look cute in a pair of expensive yoga pants. That's not it. Um, they do serve a purpose in that they're stretchy. You feel secure. You can easily move in them and they don't get in the way because we do get into some pretty wild postures in there. And you just don't want your clothing to be constricting or get tangled up or, you know, go upside when you go upside down, right over your head. So there is actually a theory to snug clothing. It just to hold, hold in place and to move freely and comfortably. So, but if you're practicing at home, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) Do you have any local go-tos for, for great looking gear? That's one of the things I remember about your classes that not only could you do these incredible things, but you always looked fantastic. So where do you, where do you find your things? You know what? I got a shout out to my girls at Lululemon. I'm still a fan. (laughs) I'm still a fan, but you know what? I've gotten cheap clothes at these places as well. So I've got hand-me-downs, just whatever you're comfortable. I mean, but I mean, yeah, we've got a great Lululemon store here. We really do. If you so. can get in, you got to have an appointment. These I, days. Know, like, yeah. I know, I So, but. Well, Carrie, as we wrap up here, why don't you share any specials going on at SALT coming up, uh, how people can find, find out more and where you guys are located? Absolutely. We are located in Utica Square and our website is saltyogatulsa.com and you can get all of our classes, descriptions, meet our instructors, and then to book classes, you download the Salt Yoga app in the app store and it's super easy. Just set it up. The rest is uh, self-explanatory. And as far as specials going on right now, we have our virtual classes right now. So for $59 a month, you can do everything virtual if you're not comfortable going into the studio. The studio will be reopening on January 18th. We have the close, close down for a couple of weeks. Um, but then we have seven to eight classes most days, weekends, not as many, but we have a lot of classes to choose from. You can do five pack, 10 or 15 packs or monthly auto pay or the one year, but it's all on the app and it is the best investment you can possibly make for yourself because it makes everything better. So I look forward to seeing you real soon and we sure appreciate you and helping everybody until stay healthy and safe next year. Uh, it is my greatest joy to do that. So thank you. We'll talk to you later. Bye All right. Care. Bye-bye. That was great hearing from Carrie. What a, what a fun place. I, I really, really miss yoga. And I think I may have to go back after hearing that interview. I have loved it so far. And um, I can really feel, um, I feel really good afterwards. So I think that uh, I should check it out.
My favorite thing about that experience was that I concentrated so hard on what I was doing in the class and trying to get everything right and not to fall over in front of everybody that I could not think about anything else the whole time. So it was a 100% mental checkout for me for an hour every time I went. (laughs) And which is fun to put your body in different positions. And what I've learned though, Neil, is that I, I do tip over and fall over, but so does everybody else. So does everybody else. So I'm not ever embarrassed. It's dark. It's It's dark in there. That was what I always, well, that's great. I I love that they've got some online options now too, um, for just trying to to stay, stay away or um, who just really need to work through work day too, since everybody, everybody's lives and schedules have changed. So it's made it really versatile. And I know lots of some towns, Pilates and bar and um, cycling, lots of like that. I've recently, we got a spin bike from us. And so I, we've been playing with the iFit system. You seen that? So it's kind of like, Kind of like what Peloton has going and fancy video, but you can actually do an online session by month. Um, and they've got cool guided stuff to, for cycling and, and rowing and yoga. So that's that's another option for people at home and in Tulsa. And then lots of, seems like everybody has really wrapped their brain around um, kind of going at it with, with small groups too. So there are lots of running groups meeting still. I know Fleet Feet has got some training programs going, Tulsa Runner. Um, I know all these places can check their websites or give them a call and what they have to guide you through these first days of the year. So, well, and that's what I was thinking is, you know, when you might be trying out a new sport or way to, to get in shape or feel good, you might need new gear. And so, you know, for me, I always want to, I, I don't always necessarily know what I need right out of the gate. So I might look it up online and get my list of stuff. And it can be found, I mean, all over town, um, you know, so what are your favorite go-to places for gear? That- you know, I um, have really been looking, it's nice with athletic wear. And now we say, right, it's also, it's not just athletic gear. It has to be athleisure because we're living in it. And I just saw the other day, I got an email from a store and it was work leisure. So we have graduated this thing. I guess we're leisurely in all ways. Um, But it's nice when you're wearing something that's supposed to be, you know, for movement and that you know you're going to wash and wash and wash. It's nice to be able to put on a product um, and feel the material and now be able to talk to people really about what it is rather than just ordering online. So I've been looking around. I like carry a bought thing from Lulu and I've gotten some great things, Target and, you know, big sporting goods stores that there are some great places here in town um, and at retailers. I know you've got a friend. Um, doing some of that right now. Did you try out some new joggers? Yeah. Okay. So my girlfriend wearing them now and always <laughs> not yet. They're they're on their way. Well, so this is the best way for a an online salesperson to bring their business from online to offline. Is my girlfriend Jenna Knight? She sells Zaya clothing. Zaya, and so she just brought a whole stack of clothes over to my house, so I got to try them on. So of course. I just wanted to keep them all. So I did order a couple pairs of joggers. I'll, I will be those. I said, do yeah. I get to keep these? And she said, no, darn. <laughs> so I think that's great for people to know. I mean, of course we want to shop local if we can and start with our, our locals and friends uh, to support them. But uh, like Carrie mentioned, you said, um, you know, Lulu does still have really good quality stuff that lasts a long time. I'm also a huge fan of Athleta. Yes. That's where all my stuff comes from. So even like going to or from yoga or or bar class, I'm going to throw on a big comfy sweater and some Ugg boots just to get in and out while it's cold outside. That's good. And, you know, I found too that these days, we talked about a, a few days ago that you've got all these shoes that you're not wearing anymore. And so I wouldn't have 
athletic wear, I think now is something you really do kind of want to, you don't want to break the bank, but you do kind of want to invest in it because you're going to wear and wear and wear maybe more so than, than a blazer and slacks that you might've had at some point. So kind of good. I'm, I'm testing out a line this week, actually with a new um, local company with local just called Savvy. So I'm actually, I picked up some things a couple of days ago and I'm going to try some leggings and we'll talk about that maybe next week. Yeah. Well, let's wrap up today's episode, Neil. And what is, what are we going to be talking about next time? I think we um, need to maybe continue down this fitness train for a little while. So it seems yeah. like there's a lot going on and a lot to talk about. I, um, I've i got a friend, her name is Jenny Knox. She's just opened a personal training studio in her base to school. She did a cool new renovation and is offering kind of tailor-made classes. Um, so we have That'll Jenny, another Jenny. Yeah. Talk about some other things, maybe forming your own home gym and how to make that a place you actually want to be. Ah. So, and not just use the equipment for um, hangers or things. No, no, yeah. No. <laughs> Making it homey and uh, inviting, and maybe we'll all go to that place. Well, I'm excited to get fit in this new year, stay healthy, and I look forward to. Uh, I know just the same. So let's sign off now today. All right. Well, I'm Neil Dearly with Indian Interior. And I'm Jenny Wallach with the Wallach Group here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're so happy to chat with you and we'll see you next time. See ya. And you can find out more information about the Tulsa Scene podcast by visiting our website, www.thetulsascene.com where you can find links to our YouTube channel, Facebook, Insta, and Twitter. The Business Scene Hello, welcome to The Business Scene. I'm Brittany. And I'm Kelly. And we are going to talk a lot about 2021 today, what to expect. We've found some really great tips, tricks, recommendations throughout this podcast moving forward. We're going to be talking with a lot of business owners here in green country about what they're doing locally and even branching out farther than that statewide, nationwide, their reach. Um, So we have a really exciting lineup of local businesses that we're going to talk to moving forward. Um, But we wanted to, as a whole, reach out to business owners, entrepreneurs, anyone that's really hooked into that business scene in the area with some 2021 goals and recommendations while we're all still gearing up to enter this new year, whatever it's going to end up looking like. And... The first thing that we had found um, was business trends for, for 2021 from the U.S. Small Business Administration. And so first things first, they said that businesses, it's looking, will continue to prioritize e-commerce. So being mobile friendly is key. Kelly, what have you seen, obviously, working in the development field in the coding field, using a lot of, you're constantly on computers, constantly on websites. 
Have you ever come in contact with something or a website that was just like total not user friendly and has that turned you away from looking around what you're looking for? Yeah, a lot of folks don't optimize their websites to be both user friendly from a mobile standpoint as well as a desktop standpoint. And that's something on your back end. So you don't have to be a tech, tech whiz to know if a site is developed straight for desktop or if it's mobile friendly. When you look at it, you can tell it's pretty straightforward. So uh, just use use your customer's lens, your customer eyes, to look through your particular site to see if it needs optimization. Again, you don't have to be a tech whiz to go in there mm-hmm. and have to put it yourself. There's things that help out if, depending on your skill set, you know. I mean, I've even gone to websites where I was just like, even on desktop, I was just like, yeah. what is this? Like, there's no direction. I can't find what I'm looking for. And I hate to say it, but it's 2021. Sometimes I'm trying to look for information on someone and they don't even have a website at all. So if you have been waiting to set up a website, everyone has gone tech forcibly so since we're not you know seeing that human to human interaction as much and even if that's something that you're still encouraging you need to get a website if you don't have a website and that kind of leads into our next topic tip here which is thinking about having alternative payment options and so those are something that the U.S. um, the Small Business Administration has said is something that's really uh, been on the uptick and that I mean think touchless payments obviously and convenience and you know just not taking cash or check or whatever if people still take uh, checks <laughs> I'm not really sure I will but like that's kind of the mentality I'll take checks because I want to take money in any way that money can be taken <laughs> and that should be like a real goal for anyone that depends on getting revenue yeah never never hold never Hinder your customers from giving you revenue via check, via cash. I mean, I hate saying that. Don't mail money, but you know, you know hey. you give the different streams. <laughs> give the different streams to put cash into your coffers. Mm-hmm. The more cash you have on hand, the more likely your business will be successful long term. And you know that cash gives you the runway, allows you to continue on and to keep the business going. That's one of the big things on on cash on hand and getting revenue streams through different mechanisms. A couple other trends that they've noted, um, obviously working from home is going to still persist in 2021. So expect to spend more money on software solutions to make that happen, whether that's Zoom so that you can have like limitless meetings with as many people as you want. And then also another trend here is that Businesses that offer virtual services are going to be continue to be in high demand. And so I think that long after this pandemic passes, how long that takes, obviously no one really knows when things are going to be back to quote unquote normal. But one thing is sure is has been proven that people like doing things virtually. They like doing things from home. So whatever you can do, I think, to offer your service with people not having to come to where you are or be able to do it from the convenience or comfort from their own home, that is definitely uh, something that you should figure out. Think of this as the new normal. This is how businesses will continue to thrive and Mm -hmm. grow from this point forward. We've turned a milestone as a society, Mm -hmm. and this is how businesses will continue to be. Yes, some mom and pop shops will come back around. Yes, some person-to-person come back around. But as a whole, as an industry at large, corporations will continue. They can be digital and work in this new way will continue to thrive and continue to grow. 
For sure. So those are the trends that the, and I was thinking like, is it U-S-S-B-A? Like that doesn't, that sounds weird on the tongue, but I guess it's the SBA. <laughs> pretty sure uh, it's how that is referred to um, with people who uh, use that acronym. But so you're going to see, we have a couple more um, really great resources that we came across that we're going to share with you. And so some of these, of course, will overlap because recommendations are, um, you know, the top people making business recommendations, watching these trends, obviously you'll see some overlap, but there's also a, a lot of good new ideas in each one that is not mentioned in the previous one. So hope that wasn't too confusing, but the Better Business Bureau had 10 business New Year's resolutions that you may want to consider. And number one on that list is increase your online presence. And so we've already talked about that, pretty much auditing your website, checking social media, making sure that everything's super user-friendly, accurate. Um, and then another thing that Kelly kind of touched on, um, but really this standout, is a standout um, resolution on its own for the Better Business Bureau is maximize your agility. And so learning how to adapt quickly in an unpredictable climate. I mean, we, we've both sat and watched as businesses really tanked put up the closed sign, threw in the towel, and just gave up. And unfortunately, the ones that are doing that uh, most frequently are those who just cannot adapt to such a big change in the marketplace. And so having that agility and that kind of innovative thinking or pivoting and being able to really let go of things that you maybe don't want to let go of just to keep your business alive. And so next one with that top 10 business resolutions is being engaging with customers and like how can you do that with social distancing and everything that's been put in place well um, I have stressed for so long after it was stressed to me get an email campaign be a way find a way to be in people's inbox not maybe necessarily every day but there's people that are in my inbox every day um, businesses that I care about and I haven't blocked them yet so we have emails that we send out once a week sometimes we'll send out you know one twice a week but for the most part just being on your customer radar is so important and you really have to try innovative ways um, to maintain that especially with everything going on right now um, Next, we got Embrace Technology. We've covered that, kind of staying up with new ways to um, promote your business and keep things moving, reducing costs. That is a good resolution for people to have. We are constantly doing that in, in lots of different ways. What are some ways that people can reduce their costs? Like, have you found anything that works for you in particular as as far as I love putting Kelly on the spot and he loves it too. But kind of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to say that I will do a lot of free trials as much as I can. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a good way to dip your toe in the water and try something else out see if it's uh, your cup of tea. And you might find the new technology you like or some new uh, way to do thing that's right up your alley. Additionally, I'm looking at the bigger cost items. So if you're going virtual, if you have the ability to go virtual, then do you need that big office? Mm. Do you need that mm -hmm. big retail space that's right off, you know, 71st Street? It's a big main street yeah. in your territory. You know, really, if you're do going you need virtual, two offices. You need two. I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah. something that a lot of folks 
either haven't thought about or they're just now starting to, oh yeah, I'm paying, you know, leasing on multiple locations. Can mm -hmm. I drop down to one? If you have a support team, are you having them remote? Are you having them remote? Are you having mm -hmm. them local on premises? You know, what's the different uh, options you can do with your support folks? And we have to interject too, reducing costs. I hate to say it. I'm not for, you know, layoffs or cutting back staff or anything like that. But there's something that you should be paying attention to and something that we've learned through ourselves and through others that with people working from home, if you're not managing that time effectively, if you're not checking in, monitoring projects there, <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, if you've been having your employees work from home, you've noticed that sometimes people slack off. And if you don't um, take that into consideration, that is a huge cost suck that you're, you know, essentially paying people Maybe, you know, it's not for everybody, especially just basically kind of being free out in, you know, the workforce from your own home without someone kind of nudging you along. And so that's worth looking at, too, as far as the manpower that you have. Are you getting, you know, bang for your buck as far as man hours? Is, and I kind of just interjected that. But that's just something that I had to mention because um, we've noticed people that we've worked with, speaking with other businesses, um, that their you know their their remote workers were still getting paid the same, but their output had dropped significantly, and that's something that you want to you know catch before it's. Yeah, it's not for everyone. I mean, point blank, <clears throat> working remotely is not for everyone. To be very crystal clear there, and if that individual is not right for you. I mean, that could be a whole segment right there on, on that thing. But it also, you know, it, it has a lot to do with the what you put into it as well. And that kind of Very leads true. into the next uh, recommendation that resolution you could have is fostering a positive workplace. And so driving home your company values, uh, the Better Business Bureau recommends being fully transparent, communicating, like we just said. So we pretty much touched everything there as far as resolutions to kind of keep your work output, um, strong leverage customer reviews. That's another resolution. And that's something that we've thinking about too. Like people, if people say something great about your company, if they have a great story, if they have a reaction, you know, screenshot that, capture that, ask them if they'd be willing to do a quick video, put it on your website because that, that kind of a connection with your customers and even kind of going back to your employees or people that are working with you, that is what gets people through hard times is seeing the impact that you are having in your communities. And so kind of moving right along, exercising transparency, being open, that's a really great resolution, kind of admitting if you take a misstep and correct them, inviting your customers to be more active and engaged with you online, um, investing in your community also would be a great resolution if you have time, um, especially if your business or what you offer just naturally goes with helping people. You know, volunteering is really good for your heart and it looks good for your company too. And so then the last one, of course, uh, Better Business Bureau with their top 10 business New Year's resolutions that you should consider is establishing trust with your customers. And so again, that's really important. Um, you're not going to have any business or be able to maintain any business if people don't trust you. Am I right? That's, that's very true. Are they right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write these. <laughs> but these were really, we scoured um, trends and tips and recommendations on how to be better this year, what you can change this year, what is really working, what worked, 
last year for a lot of people to help them not only uh, maintain success, but find new success. And that's possible for you. If here in the green country area, it's possible for anyone in Oklahoma. And like I said, we're going to be talking with people uh, later on in the podcast, future episodes about how that is working for them and um, just ways that you can grow and kind of all work together in this because local businesses as a network, we are all in this together and we all help each other and support each other. Uh, GeekWire has our final list and these uh, are specific tips for startups, but really anyone. I love the first one, which is basically survive. And so I would, uh, I, and I'm, I'm not really going to get into obviously living in a pandemic and um, how this is a really real threat to not just livelihood, but actual lives. But as far as your company is concerned, literally don't give up. And that is as much, if that is as much as you can do to just write a paper every day or put a social media post or kind of, you know, start planning next phases. No, it's okay if you're not getting uber rich right now. Just don't give up. Pivot. Exactly. Find new ways, new ideas. You know, I like to tell um, the journalists that work with us at our news network that owning a business, running a business, doing anything is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's going to take time. Any little step that you can take in the right direction is monumental. Next, cash is king. Find a way to save it. You know how everyone obviously is kind of balancing that red and black line, I feel, with running a business. But the most, one of the best things that you can do for yourself is scroll away some money because it's great to have money when you really need money and even a little bit at a time is, you know, very important. What's uh, what's some more tips that GeekWire has for us? Forget about raising money. That's one of the one of the things they called out. It, and I always compare it to winning the lottery. I mean, if you go out there and buy a Mega Millions ticket and you hit the millions, that's the likelihood you're going to have of raising a large amount of money from any angel investor. So Especially right now. If that's on what you're trying to do, then good luck and buy me a ticket too. Right. We are um, kind of going a little longer with this list. <laughs> it's a short list, but we are obviously very chatty, especially me. Um, so we're just going to kind of run through the last one. The last specific tips for startups, other than forget about raising money, revenue itself is likely to slump. So get prepared for that. Again, it's just about staying in it um, and those long-term goals. Focus on new opportunities, downsize. If you need to, like we had talked about also, like I said, these are overlapping. If you don't need that huge office, get a smaller office, work from home, pause that rent, do whatever you need to do. And then finally, non-equity cash is important as well. So that's grants, programs, other kinds of deals, bartering, um, you know, those kind of smaller transactions, not necessarily looking for someone to fund your whole business because that's probably not going to happen right now. But as I said, little little steps that you can build towards your ultimate goal is going to serve you um, exponentially. So as I mentioned, future episodes, we're going to be connecting and sharing stories about how businesses are enacting measures like the ones we talked about to maintain and find new success. We're going to be highlighting local businesses, some that you maybe didn't know about. So thank you for joining us today. I'm Brittany. I'm Kelly. Your source for all things connected to the Tulsa business scene.
Know someone or a local business you think should be featured on the Tulsa Scene podcast? Head to www.thetulsascene.com and let us know today.